Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. And it uh, started out to be a little nicer morning earlier. And then all of a sudden we decided to get the smoke come in again. So hopefully the wind will switch around and uh, get rid of this nasty little smoke. Get it blown back um, to where it belongs. Anyways, gorgeous day yesterday. Nice and warm. And uh, lots of great gardening weather to to get in and get things done. I mentioned that last week. I seeded some raised uh, garden beds and almost everything's up already, which is pretty cool. Got lots of lettuce, some little carrots, radishes, and uh, some pepper plants, and some tomatoes. Had to stake those already. So anyways, gardening is good. And we're going to get a bit of rain this week, which is well needed. So looking forward to, I think it's Wednesday. It looks like we're going to get a good good dosing of rain for the day, which is, I, I prefer that when if we get a good steady rain all day, it can soak in and do some good. Those afternoon flash showers just come in and with our hard soil, it just basically all washes away anyway, so. Hopefully we get that on Wednesday. Nice little slow rain all day, which is kind of nice. Give everyone a break, clean up, do some stuff, watch the rain, and then uh, get back at it uh, the next day. But this is where I know we, we've talked lots about watering and and when to water and irrigation, things like that. Those are important things, that slow, deep watering, especially planting trees and shrubs and, and that in this heat. And it makes all the difference, just that slow, deep water. Get the water down nice and deep, slow, and then you're not wasting it. And uh, it goes to where it needs it. It makes a difference. Even I planted some planters, and I thought I'd watered them pretty good in, and then I left them for a couple of days, and, and they and they start wilting a little bit. Then just watering them really thoroughly a couple more times and just watching the soil bubble. So when your soil bubbles, it tells you that it's dry. So that means there's lots of little air pockets. So I soaked it in three or four times, got rid of all the air bubbles, and uh, it sure made a difference. The plants just perk right back up and uh, able to hydrate properly because when you have dry soil, it also works like a sponge. It, it takes the, the moisture away from your plants. So you want to ensure that you get the soil nice and moist around it and uh, especially planting um, new trees and shrubs and, and any of your flowers, things like that. And your lawn, uh, sort of twice a week, good deep watering should be lots. And uh, it, it sure makes a difference when you do that. And I kind of do a half hour on each zone on the irrigation. Then I do another half hour a little bit later in the day, a couple, like just an hour or two apart. And then that way I find it just soaks in nice and the grass stays nice and green. And I do have a pretty good slope in the front yard. And I know we've had a couple of people calling in and I had uh, a gentleman send me some pictures and I just replied back and just asked if he was using um, the greened up lawn fertilizer and he hadn't responded yet. But same thing, it, it, that's where it makes a difference um, in those, if you have sloped areas or where the soil isn't that great, our green up lawn fertilizer will make all the difference. It'll get your roots down nice and deep. Um, you'll water half as much, and you'll have nice, nice green grass, and uh, and uh, makes makes a big difference. 
Anyways, if you'd like to join us, phone lines will be wide open or are wide open, 403-974-8255. I got to get out. I was looking at, we got some buying shows and some things coming up. So I was just uh, gazing through some of that stuff. So I got I to gotta get out of those things and uh, get back to work here, get on the text line. And again, if you want to join us, uh, phone lines are wide open, 403 974 Five five, and that is the talk and text. Ole, got quite a few texts already, which is awesome. Uh oh, I have some holes showing up in my rose leaves. I've been using pure spray green on them. Is this sufficient? Yeah, you're probably getting. It could be some cutter wasp. There's going to be. Um, there's a lot of um, caterpillars, leaf rollers out there right now. Um, I have a green ash that's just in, in the back alley at my place. And I just went up there and looked at it. What's kind of wrong with it? Then kind of look at the leaves rolling up and uh, pulled a few out. But you should see the robins in there. So when you see the robins flocking to a tree rather than the worms in the ground, you probably got leaf rollers in there. And they're just poking and uh, and pulling those little leaf rollers out of there. Um, it's hard once you're, if you get them before a product called BTK. Um, does work really well on caterpillars and 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 the worms and spruce budworm things like that, but when they're rolled up in the leaf, it's really hard to get the pesticide in there at them. So it's a bit of trying to catch them in between traveling and uh, and hoping that you get some birds and stuff that get in there. And I'm not too sure. Tony is Terry on the line there, or <clears throat> morning, Terry. Good morning, Merle. How are you doing today? I'm doing real good. How are you? Good, good. And uh, you you went to a workshop this weekend on, on Friday. Yeah. Um, and we, we had chatted with uh, Rocket Alpine and Crevice Society or Crevice Planting, and you came back with some uh, some a little bit more knowledge in the old yeah. uh, rock world. I did. <laughs> a little bit smarter, <laughs> I hope. Yeah. No, it was... Uh, <laughs> It was a workshop put on by uh, by Craig's uh, Calgary Rock and Alpine Garden Society. Um, they had um, Paul Spriggs out from uh, Victoria. He's quite a um, world famous uh, crevice garden uh, builder, and uh, they were building a crevice garden at a private residence in Canmore. So I got a chance to participate in that, and it was it was fantastic. Like uh, just when you think you kind of know a fair bit about something. Um, you know that's what I love about gardening is that there's so many avenues and directions to go down. So um, the world of uh, rock gardening is kind of a new thing to me. But um, and I had read his book, but gained infinite uh, amount of knowledge uh, just at the workshop there. So really, and, and especially in Calgary, like it is, we are in a drier climate. Um, we're not in a like a subtropical, but it, it, we are fairly dry. So if you're doing some of those spots, if you want to create like a, a, a like a zero escape garden or a rock garden, we do have the proper climate for that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, we've got great. a fantastic climate for it. Yeah, so it's not like we're trying to do something that is, you know, sort of unnatural to, to this part of the world. Um, uh, I hope to uh, sort of nurture the, the idea here at the store and, um, you know, maybe take us a a little more in that direction uh, just to expose people to uh, another avenue of uh, of gardening. So 
So stay tuned. Yeah, that would be cool. We should, uh, and we'll find, maybe hopefully find a spot. We've opened up a couple areas, and uh, maybe we can uh, create our own little uh, crevice rock garden in a spot in uh, maybe over by the new perennial houses that we're looking at putting up. So yeah, that would be we, great. Can, we can look at doing a couple uh, display gardens and uh, some different theme gardens. Um, on a pathway when people meander over to the perennial section. So keep your eyes posted. We're, we're looking at just uh, expanding or, or changing some things around a little bit for our, our 2024 season. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, kind of exciting stuff. So super excited about that. And, and we've seen the perennial um, gardening um, just take off, and I really noticed it yesterday. I'm um, walking through the garden center, just seeing. You can tell people like they're not like full time gardeners, but homeowners, um, young couples coming in, and they have a cartload of perennials. Like it's just, you, you, you know, like they've uh, they're they're gonna dive in a little bit deep with the with the perennials, and it's such a good way of doing it to get that uh, your plants come back, and then if you. If you can get your garden in that 75% perennials in there and then just 25% annuals to give you that pop of color in between blooming of perennials, I think you have a great mix. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's a great ratio. There's, yeah. um, and the nice thing about perennials is that, you know, there's, there's short, medium, tall. There's stuff for sun, stuff for shade. So there almost isn't a condition, um, gardening condition, light-wise, uh, soil-wise, that we can't get something to fit in there. So, and actually June is perennial month. So um, that's kind of, kind of exciting. I guess we get to, maybe we call um, May annuals month and perennials get June. So yeah, but, um, absolutely. our perennial house looks fantastic actually right now. If I do say so myself. Um, yeah. We had a couple shipments the past week, kind of freshen everything <clears throat> up, but great selections and there's still some, some neat stuff in there. So, Come on, check yeah, that no, out. they look. It looks phenomenal in there right now, and just very well laid out. And the team out there um, are doing a great job. And uh, yeah, yeah, they're a pretty hardworking bunch. Just, yeah, no, it looks great. And uh, everybody in, in the, like I said, I think we've mentioned a couple times. I, I would put this uh, spruce team against any of our ones in the past, and uh, and they stand up pretty tall. So I'm pretty pretty proud of everybody out there right now. <laughs> They're all, they're all doing a great job and uh, making this look good. It's, uh, but we're just, it's always hard, right? When you get, you go through the crazy time and now you kind of get into our maintenance mode a bit, maintenance and still going. And it's just, okay, I have time to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and then just uh, keeping the team going and, and things like that and keep the plants fresh. Um, but you and Lisa have done a great job on that on the ordering and, uh, and keeping everything looking really good <laughs> and the selection. I, I don't think you're going to find a better selection of uh, perennials anywhere in Calgary. Super happy with uh, what we got going and, and you and I have spent a bit of time visiting vendors and different things to, to bring those varieties in. And uh, so pretty happy about with what's going on out there. So anyways, um, come check us out if you if you get yeah, a chance. And if you want to join Terry and I, phone lines are wide open and the text 403 974 
One quick one. Good morning, Merle and Terry. How do you get rid of leaf miner? Have a bit of a problem in my garden. Beans and leaves are turning brown. <laughs> it's it's really hard in the in annuals, and they love Swiss chard and spinach now. See, I, I never ever had like when growing up, we would have so much Swiss chard in our garden, and never ever seen the leaf miner. But they've come in, and uh, part of the problem is um, they've gotten rid of all the systemic. Um, insecticides, which is it's good and bad. When you when you get rid of something good, you're going to get something bad. Sometimes that happens, and so the leaf miners. And as we bring different plants into our world, you're also bringing in different pests. And unfortunately, and with the world travel the way it is, people can uh, you, you bring something home, and or you bring some plants from another province, or or from what have you, or it comes in. Um, from from places maybe that uh, we shouldn't be bringing plants from, you're going to bring in some problems. And unfortunately, leaf miners are one of those. Um, one way to do it, the garden cover works good. But once they're in the leaf, there's nothing you can really do. You just got to, I just pull those leaves off. And we have this stuff called a row cover. You can put that over, to over top because the leaf miner will fly in but there's not really a spray because with any of the veggies and things like that, you don't want to use any insecticides, um, especially a systemic on there. So it's kind of, and I don't, I, you can, you can cut around the leaf miner on the leaf if you want to harvest, but man, I, I've sure noticed that in the last few years, like the leaf miner's crazy. Um, one way to help control it though is in, in the birch leaf miners, um, we do do an injection through our pruned up team that are doing the deep root fertilizing. We also do um, the injections on the trees and shrubs for the for the insecticide as well. The trees on, so we do have that. It's it's a uh, it's a tough one though. Yeah, there's just and really you... really difficult to get a win on on minor right because they're they're typically they're, they're going between the the top surface and the bottom surface of the leaf. So you know if you're if you're treating them with with anything, they're, they've kind of got this natural protection, top and bottom, right? Because they're oh yeah, I know they get in of, the leaf and they're they're farming that inner layer of the leaf, so they're just really really tough to get a win on. Absolutely. So anyway, <clears throat> so pick them out when you do see them early, squish it, um, and if you try to do it a little bit early, you can do like a pure spray green when it's in the flying stage. But uh, once it gets in there, and and just do a really good cleanup, um, remove any of the the leaves that do have it. It's a tough one. Like I said, I um, growing up, like I, I bet you, my mom had two rows, um, and these are probably thirty foot rows. So we probably had sixty feet of Swiss chard, and never ever seen those. Because when you you know what up, <laughs> just like spinach, you you bring it in and you steam it. And yeah. all of a sudden you have a, you think you have a salad bowl for 80 and once you steam it, it it's down to two little bowls. <laughs> two helpings. Yeah. Yeah. So when you have five kids in your family and uh, half the neighborhood at our house all the time, um, my mom would need uh, about eight of those bowls every meal. So, I was going to say, that's, um, that's a lot of Swiss chard. Do you, do you still like Swiss chard to this day? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. A bit of vinegar, vinegar and, and butter. 
Um, <laughs> nothing, nothing better. Just nice and simple, a little bit of salt and pepper, but simple, simple. Because it grows a lot better than spinach, a lot easier, a lot faster. So my mom always, I didn't know the difference really between Swiss chard and spinach until I got old enough and got into the gardening business a bit more and realized that my mom was always called it spinach because <laughs> you yeah. always thought, well, you're a kid, Popeye, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, <laughs> if you said you're eating Swiss chard, that doesn't sound so good. So, so we were eating Swiss chard the whole time and we were thinking it was spinach, <laughs> but it was basically the same thing. It tastes awesome. Yeah. So... <laughs> Anyways, enough of that. Let's uh, let's take a break, and then when we get back, we'll hit the phone lines. We're going to answer some questions. Um, and we do try to get through all the texts as best as possible. It does get hard. And, and, and if we just do short answers, please don't get offended. We're just trying to, to get through them. So we, so we type in sometimes just quick answers and, uh, and, and definitely not trying to offend or, or do anything. We just can't get into too, too long conversations on there. It uh, just, we only have so much time and, uh, but we do try to get through everybody. So anyways, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to let's talk gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to let's talk gardening and let's talk gardening is brought to you by spruce it up Calgary's year round full service garden center, spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And that little rocky tune gets you kind of going a little bit. Hey, eh? you get your fist pumped up, ready to get out there. Got a pruners in one hand. You got your <laughs> your cultivator in the other. And bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Look out, garden. Anyways, watch out, garden. I'm coming to get you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tackle that garden, I tell you. Um, pretty happy with my garden right now. I, I, I don't have much of a garden, but like I said, I got these raised beds and uh, <clears throat> big garden pots. Um, my son and I are going to, he's going to old college, so he has a, he, he's, he keeps mentioning hostas all the time, so I must have, he must have learned some about hostas in school. <laughs> um, so he keeps mentioning that he wants to add some hostas into the garden. So we're uh, the next, probably not this weekend, um, hopefully maybe next weekend, uh, he worked this, their six day, they get the landscape crew. It's kind of good. They go six days, one week, five days, six days, five days. This was a six day week. So, uh, he, uh, he, he was a little bit tired last night. He was, uh, just, uh, lots of yawning going on until his buddies <laughs> came over about 10 o'clock. So like, how come you guys always get together so late? And uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I, I got uh, I got a good question. I just seen something, and I, I do like this. This is, I'd like, I'd still recommend, oh, yeah, you, did you, yeah, you got this one already. Um, good one garden that? loam mixed with sand. And I, I was watching a good little YouTube video, and the guy, so what he did is he mixes his loam, and he puts about 25% sand in there. And just gets a nice loose mix. Um, but make sure it's good garden loam. Like even a three-in-one mix would be good if you don't want to add sand. Because yeah. you got to be careful. If you get too much sand, you're going to create concrete. Yeah, so, a little bit of sand would be fine. But, yeah, I would never use uh, pure sand to, to level no, it. No, yeah. no. Not unless you get that good sharp sand that you showed me that you got from Canmore yesterday. Yeah. Um, if you can get some of that, you could add a good, a heavier portion of that. But... For the most part, like I would just use a three-in-one mix. And so what you do is if you get those low dips in your lawn, just fill in the dip and pack it down really good. 
and then get yourself like a three or four foot two by four and just pull it over top. So you're like screening it. Um, go over top a couple times and then just pull it back and then go back over. And uh, oh, actually, we got to get going already. Sorry, that one went too quick, Terry. We got to take yeah, a break for the news. Um, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And we're going to get right to the callers. Um, start chatting about hostas and all kinds of fun stuff. Let's go to Wendy. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning, Merle. How are you? I'm doing good. How can we help you? Good. good. Um, you know what, Merle? I texted you a couple of pictures as well, just so you could kind of see what I'm talking about here. Okay. I have a towering poplar in my okay. like I'm in a townhouse here, so this is all the the grounds. The grass is all cut by landscapers and whatever, but they don't really look after our trees, <laughs> and so um, I'm really worried about this tree because it. Um, it was damaged when we had our last really big, heavy snowfall. It was really wet and heavy. And I don't know if you've been had a chance to look at those photos, but I took I'm just trying mm -hmm. to find it. Um, like I took them what's from happening? Is it? There. Okay, Merle, what's happening to this trees? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Is that the no. one? No, okay. like I had just said I was on hold. <laughs> I don't want to oh, talk okay. to you about this okay. No, I'm just trying to. Um, I got lots of uh, text. So what what is it doing? Okay, well, you know what? It looks, well, because some of the branches are just kind of leaning like they were damaged, obviously. But those branches are have leafed out and they're nice and green. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And I, when we had that wind, we had a really big, heavy wind here the other night. And I thought, oh, my God, those branches, they're just going to snap right off, but they didn't. So I'm wondering, is this something you just, just, it'll be okay? It just looks weird. And I don't know if it needs to be looked at. And if it does need to be looked at, what time of year would it be best to look at it kind of thing? Um, I, right now would be probably a great time. With with your condo, it'd be good if you could yeah. get a hold of the condo. We do a lot of condo complexes where we go in well, and we'll do a an analysis yeah. for the whole group of trees and kind of get the the condo group onto a, a maintenance program for the for the trees yeah. and shrubs. And I don't know that that we're in a position here to go that route. Actually, Merle, I had you guys come out last year, and yeah. this was something that I personally paid for. Um, oh, okay. I had the deep root fertilizer done with some of the trees that are kind of in my area here. Yeah. So, so it's on my my dime, and that's that. Yeah. Would, no, which right? is okay but, to do, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. They're, they're in your area. Before, you wanna so. you wanna look after them. I, hey Terry, yeah. have you found that picture? No, I'm looking for it. I can't seem to. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> okay. Do you know what I? What's your last four digits of your of your phone? Uh, nine zero nine five. Nine zero nine five. Oh, there it is. All right, we got a picture of an owl that you sent in yesterday. Or last, so that was a while. <laughs> no, that was Christmas. a while back. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, I had bought okay. that owl there at the store. That's why. Yeah. So what had happened is that must have been as again probably back in September, way back. Yeah. And maybe you had remember. a bit of tree damage back then, and and it's thinned out. Um, we were tying some of these up like this. Um, but we're finding that it, it hadn't worked. So what Mark can do, they can come out and they can prune up some of those limbs that are floppy 
and right. and then that'll bring them in tighter in, and then they'll right. regrow back up. Okay, right. Because yeah. they're because it yeah okay okay that's okay. If that, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. But it also funny. looks like there's some physical damage to it, like in the trunk as well. So I think again maybe have a look have them have a look at. It looks like there's a big mm -hmm. crack at the in the on the big trunk. Okay. Like on the bottom of it. Yeah. Okay, you're right. I'm looking at it yeah, right now. There's, yeah, there's a big, uh, yeah, so big crack. So that okay. one, yeah, it definitely needs uh, a bit of work. So it, it, those limbs can be um, probably reduced down to about a third, and that will pull them inwards because they won't oh, be right. so top-heavy because they're just flopping yeah. over. Exactly, with, with less on the weight. Yeah. Yeah. And then then it'll send out a bunch of new growth and then fill in the center again. Yeah. Okay. All right. Alrighty. Okay. All Thanks right. That's what all you could do. Thanks. Oh yeah. Okay. Have a good day. You too. Take care. Okay. Bye. -bye. Bye. All right. Where are we at for time? We're good. Let's go to Al. Good morning, Al. Morning. How are you? Doing great. How can we help you? So we bought two uh, Merkel plum trees. We planted one on the north side of our house in full sun, and it's doing very well. The one we planted on the south side of our house is at aphids, which we're putting the pure spray green on, but it's in partial sun, and the leaves are all kind of yellow. Should we maybe consider moving that one tree to a um, more sunny spot? Yeah. How many hours a day is it getting? Oh, it's probably getting three or four hours of direct sunlight a day it's kind of between a big manitoba maple and a fir tree so it's yeah it's yeah you probably a, if it's newly planted you could probably still move it um yeah, it's been about a month yeah oh you'll be fine just do it on it's supposed to cool off the next couple of days i would look at okay. doing it then and just prepare the new hole get into a good sunny spot and uh and make sure you when you do do it do that deep uh, watering and when you pull it to the ground you'll be able to look at the roots and it'll tell you whether you've been watering too much or not enough I suspect probably not enough when you're sealing yellow leaves um, you need some deep watering in there so yeah, just sort of uh, went... oh. go, ahead. go ahead oh I say we kind of went from one extreme to the other we were watering so much that we were getting the uh, little yellow spots on the leaves so we pulled back on some of the watering okay Okay. So yeah, but definitely get into some full sun, and then that will make it uh, much happier. Yeah, yeah. So we put it in the wrong spot. Okay. Well, I will get some Mike's uh, stuff and move the tree then. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Thanks. Al. Thank you. Take care. Man. Okay. Bye bye. Yep. Bye bye. All right, we're going to take a quick break. If you want to join us after the break, phone lines are open four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. You're listening to. Let's talk gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Terry Kemper. And we are June 11th on a smoky Sunday. And uh, I was curious, actually, we did have one question asked: um, Will the smoke affect the lettuce? And uh, I go, we all love the good smoked meat, but uh, I'm not sure if I want smoked lettuce. I guess, you know, when you grill the Caesar salad at some of those places, you get that grilled uh, romaine. Yeah. That, that tastes pretty good. But I think if you wash it really good, um, you should be fine. But there might be a little bit. Depends on how bad a smoke it is in, in your area. So, yeah, hopefully not because you don't want uh, 
have that too too much of that kind of taste. But um, after thinking about it, I do uh, I do recall having uh, the odd grilled Caesar salad, and it, it tastes pretty good. So, but not the same as forest smoke, I don't think. But anyways, let's go to Ken. Oh, Ken's gone. Let's go to Kathy. Good morning, oh, Kathy. Hello. Hi, Hi. Good morning. I'm actually phoning from my mom. She's got bugs in her lawn, and they're not chinch bugs. Okay. They're um. There's a little moss that's. Well, they're green. They're very bright lime green. They're quite big. She says, like bigger than a grain of rice, and she claims they've got wings on them, but not really spread out, and that you can almost see through their bodies. Yeah, they're like little. Um, they're like little leaf hoppers. And well, this sort of time of year, yeah, yeah, and she thinks yeah, there's just oodles of them. Yeah, no, and they come in at certain times, um, especially when it's dry like this. So, is her lawn pretty healthy, nice and green, or is it a little no. bit drier? No, yeah, she no, it's dry and there's lots of thatch because she had terrible chinch bug infestation the last couple of yeah, years. Yeah, so those bugs to... love that type of environment when it gets hot and okay. dry. Okay. So, so what I would do is I I would give it a really good raking. Um, uh-huh. and and then top dress with a little bit of three-in-one soil, fertilize uh-huh. with our Green Up Lawn Fertilizer, and then just hit it with some water, and uh, okay. it should recover really quite quickly. Yeah, okay. So good rake, right. fertilizer first, a little bit of top dressing just to get a little bit of um, nourishment, a little bit of soil is, in there. Is it, too, just, is it too late to power rake, like want to get a power rake um, Depends thing? how green it is. You, you know, you can okay. power rake, but sometimes it – if it's really lush and green, you end up tearing quite a bit. But yeah, if, yeah, if you if you get a power raker guy through there, that that would be awesome. And then, and then okay. fertilize a little bit of top dress and yeah. some water. You'll be amazed at how fast that grass will recover. Okay, excellent. Alrighty. I'll, I'll let her know. Thanks, Merle. All right. Take care. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah. It's and it, we've had like we haven't had any substantial rain. Like the odd parts of the city have had a couple here and there. Like Terry, when's the last time it really rained? I remember sort of once in May we had a little fifteen minute stretch there, but it's yeah, it's been super dry. Yeah. So yeah. um we definitely need to to have that uh have that looked after and a little bit of water. And I just had another call or two. They had our we they've been using their green up lawn for went went away for vacation, and a couple of brown spots. And it looks like I was I'm just I'm kind of baffled by it. But they just wanted to repair. It almost looks like like it, something got sprayed or just put on a certain area, like or almost snow mold, where where that never got cleaned up in the spring. So I just suggested that give that spot a good rake, top dress with a little. And water well. If you've already fertilized, if you haven't fertilized again this spring, um, you're probably getting close. You might want to add a little bit of fertilizer just in those spots, um, but get it watered in and it should recover quite quickly. All right, let's go to Walter. Good morning, Walter. Hello there. Hey, how can we help you, Walter? Oh, yeah, good morning, uh, Merrill. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I've got uh, uh, bull weevil headache mm. um not very often i've never heard of it in 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 calgary i've got uh two roses that uh i, I bought from a nursery uh up here and uh, um 
I've had to clip off the, the, the buds. The ro- they, they took all the leaves, or the, the petals. Um, and I had two dozen roses uh, coming. And, and what do you, you call this, a bull weevil? Yeah, it's a rose corillio. Um, and it's a bull weevil. That's what uh, the internet is. Oh, bull weevil. Me. Yeah, bull weevil is a beetle that feeds on cotton buds and flowers. Yeah, central, yeah roses up here. <laughs> yeah, central 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 Mexico. I guess so. Um, yeah, it's a it's a modern centennial rose. I mean, it's a and <coughs> and a Henry Hudson white rose. Yeah. Uh, um, what, typically, the weevils we get up here are a lot more borers. Like they get into it. Yeah, um, but the, but that is more of a beetle type. And are you seeing the beetle? So you've seen yeah. it? Yes, I have. They're they're very tiny, about five centimeters. I mean, and this morning I went out and I've got them on my other rose bush that has uh, been in the yard for several years. So they're after the the buds, and they they okay. bore into the bud. And then uh, suck the juice out, and then of course lay eggs in there. Yeah. And okay. We eat. have a product that is. It used to be called Ambush, but it's called something else name. And I'm really disappointed with the the, the chemical company Wilson. <clears throat> They've almost made these packages look exactly the same. Like it's so it's brutal. So there, one's Malathion, and the other one used to be called Ambush, but it's. <clears throat> So actually, I'm gonna get our team. Actually, we're gonna do a little bit better signage on our on our shelf on that, um, because when you look at the 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 package, it looks it's identical. So you want, and it's called um, Bug X, I think it's called, but you want the one that's not the Malathion. You want the one that's the Ambush, and it's in a blue blue box, and it's a concentrate. So I would recommend using that. I'd like uh, that's fine. That's what I'm looking for is some some help with a spray or some chemicals. Because yeah. I did try uh, uh, that spray uh, green stuff. Pure spray green. Yeah. <coughs> I think worked. you need a little bit something stronger. It, it works not bad on beetles, but uh, <coughs> the, this one looks a little bit. If I'm looking at the same picture that you got, that thing looks a little bit gnarly. So we got to maybe hit it with something a little bit stronger. Oh yes, I tried trout, uh, trounce. Yeah, I... just be careful with trounce on your roses too. If you leave it on too long in the sun, it'll 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 burn the leaves and that because well, it works like happened. a magnif. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it works happened. like a magnifying glass, and it and the and it works. So when you leave that soap on there. It it works like a magnifying glass and it fries your leaves. So yeah, that that's what I've got. But you say bug uh, bug X, but bug not. X. I, and I'll have it marked ambush. I'm going to get them to make some signs at the store that that say what it is, and we'll actually I'm going to move it over from so it's not right beside the other one as well. Because I went oh. looking at it yesterday and I was just oh. you, you know, the the packaging is so identical that it, it it's just. I know they're marketing people at these com- at these companies. Sometimes I'm not sure. Okay. But well, I'll, I'll anyways, down, I'll yeah, you want there, the ambush one? Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll come down there tomorrow or the next day. Uh, Sounds uh, good, Walter. Meral, thank you very much, uh, and uh, thank. Have a good day. Yeah, and then just prune back any of the old <laughs> leaves that are fried. In that just cut those off. 
and and then it it'll flush back out. Okay, I'm not worried about the leaves. It's it. I've lost all my my buds, my yeah. roses. And yeah, but now they're after the older up, ones. Yeah, once we yeah once we get it cleaned up, um, just prune it back a little bit, any of the dead stuff, and then all oh, the yeah. energy will go into nice new growth. They could go into the the earth and stay there till next spring. That's the other thing that's worrying me. So, yeah. so I'm concerned, but I'll be down there next week. Sounds good. Thank Thanks, you. Walter. All right, Bye. and we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and we got rid of those uh, weevils, hopefully. And uh, it's nice Suzanne's listening at the store, and she's going to get that signage looked after right away. So the one you want is the ambush and permethrin, um, as the other one. But let's go to the phone line. We're going to go to Tyler. Good morning, Tyler. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. How can we help you? Um, so I sent a text in. Uh, my last four digits are 4242. Okay. Um, I've got two mature apple trees. They're about 30 years old. And um, the branches are uh, starting to die off. Like the mature branches will, um, we're just kind of losing more and more each year. Um, they are close to a spruce tree um, to the north of them, and they're growing away from it. And most of the bareness now is on the north side, but there's a black on the branches that I don't know. It seems to be around where we've taken off branches. So I don't know if it's that. Yeah, and just looking at this, and uh, please don't be offended, but there's just been a bit of improper pruning too, like when you leave in stumps, and there's been some physical damage and some tears and stuff like that. Yeah. If yeah, so that's where that opens it up. So I can see where the one branch that kind of goes straight up, like on a ninety-degree angle on that picture. You can see where that branch got pruned off, and that and it tore underneath it. Like yeah. all, it tore the bark off. So that just opens these up for diseases. So that's what's happening. You're getting and some of these older wounds and things like that. So yeah, I would probably recommend is is do some fix up pruning on it get rid of some of these um stubs and branches that were improperly pruned try and clean them up a bit and see if we can get okay. that this back into shape because it once it okay. gets in there too it can spread throughout the tree right now yeah that's so, mainly um, all this is just from a little bit of physical damage and a few improper pruning cuts and things of like that, the stubs left or tears. So whenever you take big branches like that, we always recommend taking about three cuts, like take the top third off, take another third, and then work your way closer to the trunk. So that way, if you're okay. not, when you're cutting, you don't have all that weight, because when you cut it, and that's where you get those tears happen. For sure. Okay. Um, so you... it just needs some cleaning up. Like if that's... And and okay. apple trees don't mind being pruned fairly heavy, like you know the orchards, like they shape them. They try and get that horizontal growth into them, so right. so it's a little easier to harvest. So okay, perfect. Well, yeah, it looks much. like it's savable. Just need to clean up some of those cuts, and uh, I, I know Mark would be more than happy to come out if you need a quote on that, or if you're going to do some of that yourself. Just uh, like I said, just keep in mind you kind of look for the collar. And you want to do your pruning just past the collar. 
Okay. I will do that. All right. All right. Thank All right. you. Okay. Take care. All right. And we got to take a quick break for the news. If you want to join us after the break, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs here, Terry Kemper. And let's go to the phone line. We're going to go to Jean. Good morning, Jean. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Yeah. Morning. help you. Okay. Well, I heard at the beginning of your show you were talking about um, filling in dips in your lawn. And uh, I didn't... I, I didn't really get how you do it because okay. I have these um, dips and uh, stuff in my in my back lawn. Okay, do you have lot? Is there I a think? lot of is there a lot of dips or? Yeah, they are. And oh, I think is it from, from the um, the the what's that worm? Night crawlers. Uh, yeah. But That's, yeah, what's the other one that that leaves the lumps, Terry? I can't think about it right now. I don't know why. Um, yeah, do worms? Yeah, do worms. That's do it. Worms. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times, if you're getting the, if they're leaving lumps in your lawn, Gene, it's usually um, you're not watering deep enough because mm -hmm. they come up to where the soil is a little bit moisture up top. So if you if you start watering deeper. Like slower, mm -hmm. deeper, a little bit more. At, at every when you do water, that'll push the worms down because they don't have any reason to come up. Because they're they're just looking for the, the softer <laughs> soil so they can go through a little bit easier. But if your if your lawn's watered properly and that, they will stay down. Well, actually, I, this I is a thanks, very Gail. old yard. <laughs> yeah, you? I know. And they it is neat. And I have a really old yard too. I just I I have the dew worms. I don't know why I couldn't think of it for a second. Well, I, I wondered about that. And I started watering because the yard I took over, they, they hadn't looked after the lawn quite as good. Mm -hmm. And I started watch this sort of that slower, deep water. And I don't have the lumps anymore. Like, they've they've gone down. So I, I do know it, it does work. So if you... I know I've, you, I've tried um, watering more, but this backyard um, was like this when we moved in about... 25 okay. years ago so i just wondered because i can't push my um my walker across the lawn without falling so yeah yeah i want to so do good. something about it um and so see that's a fairly if it's if it's as bad as kind of what you're saying you might want to like do you do you mow your own grass or do you have a company that does it for you or no we have a a guy that just comes and helps us do yeah. whatever we need done right yeah so, so you might want to order some loam and and just do a, a top dress over the whole thing so what i would do is give it a really good rake or okay. a good mowing fertilize it really good with our green it up lawn fertilizer oh yeah i got that stuff it's good. okay and then put a put about an inch of topsoil over the top of the whole thing and and it'll be deeper in some spots where some of the dips are Mm -hmm. And then just pack that in, and if he just goes over it a bunch of times with his landscape rake, just just leveling it all out, and then just water it really good, and you'll be amazed. Like the grass will come up, it'll eat up all that soil, 
and that should hopefully make a big difference. Okay, well, you kind, you kind of scared me when you were talking about pulling, a, what, a two-by-four or something over Well, yeah, on. that's sort of like, you know, when you watch, I know, guys, they screed <laughs> gravel. So, yeah, if you're trying to do your whole lawn, you just you just rake the whole thing. This is the spots if you have a dip in your lawn, like a, like a hole, you pack mm -hmm. that soil into that dip, and then you just run the two-by-four over, because on one side of the dip, on the other side, it'll be higher than the dip. Right. And then when you run, you run the two by four over top. It'll level it out to the same level as your uh, as the existing lawn. So that's sort okay. of when you, when you're doing it that way. Alrighty. But he's not a he's not a company. He's just a from a guy. <laughs> just a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, we don't do that kind of stuff. So if you've tried to find a a lawn oh. maintenance company that can maybe do that for you, um, well, you guys the, cut my trees for me, so I thought yeah. maybe you. Yeah, yeah, we don't we we don't we don't do lawn maintenance unfortunately, but uh <clears throat> Okay. Alrighty. Well I I can try. I'll give him a call and see what he says. All right. Thanks, okay, Gene. Thank you. Take bye. care. Bye bye. <clears throat> or Terry can go over in the spare time. Hey Terry. <laughs> sure can. <laughs> Why not? Just kidding. Um and actually I've I've been reading a bit on this leaf miner on spinach and that some people are saying that permethrin will work. So the ambush I was talking about, the bug X ambush um, with the permethrin, it sounds like it might work. Um, it might soak in. But again, just uh, I would try a smaller batch and see if it if it works. But just reading on it, on some of it, it sounds like it's uh, it, we might get some success with that. And uh, but who knows? Let's go to Fred. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, uh, Merle. I was reading an interesting article about a bean called the Blue Jay bean. It evidently okay. is very tasty and high in protein. Do you know anything about it? Uh, spruce it up doesn't carry the seed. Yeah, let me just. I'll just Google this real quick. It's funny. I thought you were going to talk about Blue Jays. So I seen a bunch of blue jays this morning. Blue jay beans. Let's see here. Bean blue jay. Wild rose heritage seed. Um yeah, they have it. I don't see. So you know who um you and you can order those online, like the the yeah, heritage. I've gone, to, I've gone to several places and uh, they don't carry it. Yeah, so you might need to contact Wild Rose Heritage Seeds directly. Okay. And you can oh, – actually, they're sold out. I'm just on their website right now. Yeah, they're sold out. Blue Jay Bean. I will look at getting it next year, but, yeah, they – and they'll be sold out for the season, so they won't have any um, for the season. So, unfortunately, it might be out of luck for this year. And uh, I'm just trying to see if it's uh, – on, on West Coast seeds, if if they have it, I could order it in for you. Let's see, West Coast harvest. I um no, they don't. Unfortunately, they don't. They don't carry that one. Unfortunately, Fred. Yeah, this is difficult. Do, uh, do, yeah, do you so, know anything about it? I, I I honestly, I've never heard of it. I'm not a huge 
green bean fan. Uh-huh. Like I don't mind them, like if they're cooked properly. But yeah. it's one that um, my mom was a phenomenal cook on so many things, but beans were were not her specialty. They were boiled, <laughs> and and on your plate, and they there wasn't a lot of flavor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the beans. So just being good. honest about my mom, my mom was a phenomenal cook, and we we ate very well. But on some of those, on the beans, there was not a lot of uh, a lot of imagination put to those. So, so I, I think, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just see what you can find. Um, Wild Rose Heritage, and I'll definitely have some in next year. I'll try to get them in for sure. Um, but that uh, Wild Rose Heritage seeds, they have them. You might um, have you tried um, Garden Retreat. No. Okay, call Stacy down at Garden Retreat. He does carry the Wild Rose Heritage Seeds in his store, so he might have them in there already. Okay. So, and he's just down by the Chinook Center there. All right? Very good. Thank you. All right. Yeah, give uh, give Stacy a call down there. Right. All right. Bye-bye. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Let's, last year, we're going we're gonna to take a break right now, Terry. Um, and when we get back, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And uh, hopefully we can all jump out into the garden and uh, get out there. And I got a quick text here. End all. Is this the replacement for Ambush? No, that's Endol is still... I don't know what's in Endol. I can't remember. I don't think it is the replacement. I still think Endol is a type of uh, soap, but I'm not 100% sure. If it's it's a permethrin, and you'll get different brands, Safer's, um, Wilson's, Dr. Doom... Um, but they're all using permethrin as uh, their active ingredient. So, is the endol permethrin, Terry? Do you know? Yeah, it's, uh, it is. Uh, um, it is made up of that, and it's it's made by Safer. So it's one of the. Yeah. I guess if you got pets and kids, it's one of the better ones to use. Okay. Um, so yeah. Perfect. Well, there we go. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to Bernice. Good morning. Good morning, Bernice. Uh, good morning. Uh, it's, uh, I'm calling about some geraniums uh, for a friend of mine that's out of town. She said as they're as they're just starting to come out, they come out, uh, the little buds come out, and they turn black right away. And even if we let them grow, they, the whole uh, top of the geranium is black. Now she's got about six pots of these, and they're all doing the same thing. Um, you could get a fungus in there. It sounds like they're not getting enough light. Um, when geraniums don't get enough light, the blooms don't open. They call it, we call it, they just go blind and okay. they kind of just open. They kind of don't open and kind of just rot on the stem. Okay. It's from being a bit too wet and not enough light, in okay. my experience. If there's nothing else. There's so nothing I would just pick those off. I would try to get them into some brighter sunshine, if possible, and a bit of airflow. Yeah, well, they, and they should do 
better. Okay, like but, this, the, uh, but that's but all that could opinion, be done with them just, then. You're not getting enough light onto those. Okay, okay, and maybe too much, right. too, 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 too wet. Hello. I think we maybe lost Bernice. Yes, it's a, all right. It may be too wet too. Uh, Tony, are you there? Or what happened? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm still here. Yeah. Huh. So just maybe I'm not, sure not enough on. light and too wet. Hello. Hello. Terry. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, okay. Anyways, we'll uh, we'll just drop uh, Bernice. Unfortunately, let's go to David. Hey, good, good morning, David. Good morning. Good morning, Merrill. How are you doing? Good. Good. How can we help you? Good. Um, just a quick question. I have a Ross root water. You know, it looks like a tea, like yeah. a deep water. Um, I cannot find for the life of me like the any more of those uh, fertilizer pellets. I used to go in the top. You screw yeah, on the top. Yeah, they. Yeah, they've for some reason discontinued. We've had a real hard time getting them as well. Right. Um. So, you you can like what I recommend and what we tell people is use it for your deep root watering and yep. then just mix, just get the proper fertilizer and the water soluble. Like if you get our green it up and if you have a flowering trees and shrubs like the 15, 30, 15, or you just get a good all purpose, 20, 20, 20, poke your holes in water the tree really well. And then just go around the same drip line that you did with the water with the, with the bucket of mixed fertilizer and it'll go in there and it'll go down into those holes and uh, oh. and do a great job. Oh, okay, okay. Then yeah, because it's so just just water it and then just go around with your liquid fertilizer there. Yep, yep. Just just mix it into the pail with the water soluble, a couple scoops into each bucket, and then just pour it into the ground that way. Okay, because um, I've also been yeah. I was just gonna say I've been using it going around my lawn trying to get my like. It might. I'm just. Curious, does it work for deep rooting watering lawns as well, or do or do you just absolutely? It yeah, no. It it doesn't hurt if you get down a bit. It definitely gets the water down nice and deep, and right. uh, yeah, it definitely doesn't hurt. So it, it okay. it's really good. Like it opens those air pockets down. Like when we do the deep root fertilizers, same concept. Like with our with our spruce it up, with our uh, prune it up team, we we go okay. around. We do about. Depending on the size of the tree, up to twenty or thirty holes all the way around the the drip line of the tree, right? And and that gets in there and it breaks apart the soil, opens it up, just creates some nice airflow. It's good for the roots, and, okay, so, and gets the water down nice and deep. Okay, great. So how often should you move that that root waterer then? Um, like sort of every five minutes, something like that. Oh, okay, okay. I've been like leaving it in there for you know like twenty minutes sometimes, and then yeah, moving and that again. and that doesn't hurt either. Like depends how much pressure. And so what you maybe do is just stick the root feeder in a bucket of water, and sort of right. see how many gallons come out or how quickly, and maybe right, just right. time it. So if you're doing fifteen gallons, like three buckets per injection or something like that would be right. a lot. So. So I, okay. I'm just sort of guessing in that like five, ten minute at the very most sort of thing would be lots. Oh, okay, okay, and then just move it around half a dozen yeah, times. Yeah, do it on the drip line of the tree. Yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. I appreciate it, Merle. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's good to hear. It's good for the trees. All right, Thanks, perfect. David. Okay, thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. All right. Where are we at? Oh, yeah. Do you use any of those, Terry? The deep root feeders. No, I don't. I mean, I, I do the low and slow. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't do the I don't do the root feeder on the, on my trees. 
Uh, and I'm really happy you guys uh, You guys got all the tree bags right out front and center now, and I see people buying quite a few of them with their new trees. Super important, especially in this heat and things like that. We're getting that, uh, just getting the water down into our trees. And I haven't seen very few, so we must be communicating good with our customers. I haven't seen very few crispy trees come back. You know, when they take them home and three days later, they come back and say, oh, it just went, it just, it just did that. And I watered it lots. Yeah. You watered it after it got crispy fried, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's because it, sometimes you don't realize, because I even, I planted um, three of the green spire um, crab apples and my last one, and it always is the last one, so I'm guilty of it, the same thing. You start at the first one, you give it lots. The second one, you give it lot, uh, same. Third one, you kind of get, ah, that's good enough. And if, you know, one, probably yeah, if you yeah. timed it, you probably only gave it half as much. I was going to say so the third the one. And, yeah, that one was wilting the other day. Yeah. So, um, actually, my yeah. wife, Carolyn, helped me out because I was doing a bunch of running around. So, so, hey, can you grab the hose and throw it on there slow um, and uh, and give it some water? So, I, I and I've consider myself I watered it a fair bit what I thought but even then it's at being at the end and it and it was and it was drooping down a bit so just getting that water down nice and deep so I I know Terry and I um sort of sound repetitive but I'm guilty of it too you think you're giving it enough and you just see it just wilt a bit and I'm like oh, I didn't get it down just that slow being a bit more patient putting the hose on there and just let it go um, so, but I did bring home one of those magnolias that you wintered over. So I'm very curious to see, um, if it's, uh, if it's going to survive this winter, um, just in the ground. I know you had wintered it a bit more with a bit of protection, but fully leafed out. I, I'm not sure. Did you get to get one of those home too, Terry? Um, I have one here at the, at the store still. I haven't planted it at home yet, but, uh, yeah, it, um, uh, it bloomed here for us this year, which was fantastic yeah i know we get the oh. white uh not the quite the same magnolia that you're seeing in vancouver and stuff like that but still very not quite, quite nice but yeah we'll we'll take it no just like the cherries and the pears like you're not eating the big big pear yeah. or the big cherries or or things like that apples yeah. were pretty close we can get some pretty decent apples yeah apples and, we do uh, a good job on for sure yeah and nanking cherries if you love those we can we can grow those like crazy but uh so some of those things you got to be just appreciative that hey, I'm eating a I'm eating a pear or or a magnolia that bloomed a little bit smaller but still very nice. Anyways, where are we at for time? And just to finish up, and with Bernice, we're gonna get cut off there. I I I would just say yeah, her her geraniums were too wet and not enough light. So when you get those when the blooms kind of when they call it they go blind, so they just need to dry out. And geraniums, they like to run on the drier side. So, but when you do water them again, good thorough watering all the way through and pick off the blooms. And right now, we haven't talked much about deadheading. So, we should chat about that a little bit uh, after the break here, Terry. Yep. And uh, we're going to take a break right now. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I am here with Terry Kemper. And the Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Kyrie's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. 
And also one other little it up thing at the store is that we have the scoop it up. And uh, Jaden has, thir- I think, 12 or 13 flavors in there now. So a uh, pretty good little ice cream stand we got going there and uh, pretty reasonable. So we have the waffle and the regular cones or a little bowl. Um, pretty decent. I had to have my black licorice because I heard it was getting kicked off the list. So I had to have one of those the yeah. other day. First one of the season, Terry. So because I heard it was getting uh, – it got voted off. Yeah, it got voted off the island for a bit. So, <laughs> so we need all you, all you. Uh, and she usually has older guys a little bit that like the, like the licorice ice cream. Nothing like seeing a little kid though with, with the licorice ice cream all over their face, and uh, it's pretty good. Anyways, good things. That's the little things that uh, that matter. Let's go to the phone lines. We're gonna go to Linda. Good morning, Linda. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How can we help you? Good. Listen, I wintered over some calla lilies last year, and this year they've got, they're all top, no blue. What do I need to put on there? Um, you need to fertilize with 15, 30, 15. So when you put them to bed, like in the fall, this coming year, you got to feed them fairly heavy. Like with 15, 30, 15, you got to build the phosphate up in the bulbs. And so you just need to add to that to get them to uh, get blooming for you. Hopefully we can do that. Awesome. That's great. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to Laura. Good morning, Laura. Good morning. How are you? Hi there. Good, good. How can we help you? Uh, Thanks for taking my call. And what we're wondering is we have a green ash tree. And the leaves are curled on the bottom part of the tree. Yeah, mine are doing the exact same thing. Yeah, leaf roller. Yeah, It's leaf roller. So can we use pure spray green on that? Yeah, you can. You can use also the Bug X or BTK. BTK. It's just really hard to get in on them because once the leaves are rolled up, it's hard to get the spray. In there. Yeah. So should I just leave it or? Yeah, almost because it, it's it's almost the damage is done. The leaves are curled up. Yeah. We so didn't... try and so if the, when the leaves fall off of that, just do a really good cleanup. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not going to spray mine. I'm just I I pulled off some. I seen the robins. Like there's probably eight robins in my tree. Oh, that's And they nice. were they were eating the worms. I'm sure that's what they were doing. Oh, okay. Maybe this will attract more robins then. I'll, yeah. I'll just leave it then, and and uh, you know they'll go away. I guess, eh? Yeah, it's this cycle that we're in right now. The leaf roller is going to hit harder this year, and I I was hearing on the news there's some other areas, um, some of the budworms and and that okay. it's sort of that cycle they're going to come through. Terry, any other thoughts on those leaf rollers? No, I've got two big ash trees in front of my yard, and they're filled with leaf rollers so I know that it won't kill the tree uh, the, oh, that's the, green, the green is still um, there present able to photosynthesize so it's just it's a little unsightly but yeah, yeah. I just kind of let them do their thing just okay. keep them just keep them in good health good water good fertilizing on them and they should be just fine 
Okay. And then yeah. just one more question quickly. Um, okay. I'd like to have um, a hydrangea, you know, um, the bush, you know, the the white one. And yeah. uh, I'm wondering, like, our front yard faces west. Our backyard, of course, would be east. Where where would I put it that it would be the best? Uh, in the sun. In the sun. The morning, yeah. like, all-day sun, or? Yeah, the one on the west side would do. Okay. Unless, if you do want to go on the other side, you, you need to go probably with the Annabelle hydrangea. Oh, okay. And if you go on the other side, you can go either one. So Terry has probably one of the best selections of hydrangeas that you're going to find. He, I think he has, how many varieties you got in there right now, Terry? Oh, there's probably 15. Oh, 20. is there? Yeah. 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 Okay, well, I'll come in and talk to you then. Yeah, yeah that's that. your best bet, and you'll get set up with a nice hydrangea. Yeah, we'll Perfect. get you the right one. Okay. Okay. Good. Thank you very much. Have a great uh, week. You too. Thanks, Laura. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. All right, and actually, we still have a little bit of time. Let's do one more. Let's go to Robin. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. Are you guys able to hear me okay? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Um, I've got a couple questions, if that's okay. Sure. Um, okay, so uh, number one, we, are, um, we put a row cover over our spinach and beets this year to prevent bugs to eat them because they... Most of them got damaged and yeah. eaten last year. So that cloud cover I put over, um, the plants are anywhere from one inch uh, to about four inches tall, depending on when I planted them. Can I remove that cover or? No, it's best to leave it on. We're just heading into that major season where the flies and the worms and that are all coming into. It feels like summer's been longer just because we've had such good weather all the way through May. Like it almost feels like July already. Tricky. But yeah, it's still only early June. Like we're only June 11th, right? Uh -huh. So I'm just starting to see like those leaf rollers just came into our yard a couple of days ago. We're just starting to see some of the bugs. So I, I would definitely leave it covered up. Okay. And is there a time I remove them, or is it just all season? No, most season. of the season, like, you can leave it until, like, mid-July. Okay. But, yeah, you have to go through all the cycles, and then, uh, it, and it's working so far? It's really working nicely, yeah. I got Good. the idea of listening to your show, so it's working out well. Good, yeah, we have the road cover kits. It looks like a, a bunch of croquet, uh little bra brackets or what do you call those things wickets the croquet wickets so if you're if you're not playing croquet for a while you can take those wickets and use them to cover your rows and get a little bit of row cover and put it over top okay excellent um one more question so you guys recommended i called another time and recommended one of those fireball burning bush plants yep. um and i'm wondering when i would plant one of those we don't even have one yet uh, they were sold out at one garden center. So when would I do that? Terry, I'll let you take that. Yeah, anytime you can, I would say anytime we can get a shovel in the ground is a good time to plant in Calgary. So uh, if you're able to source one, uh, just know that if you're planting it sort of midsummer, it's going to need a little more um, attention in terms of watering. Um, the earlier you can get it in, uh, the quicker it is to establish uh, its root system. 
but um, yeah, really, anytime you uh, um, anytime you can get that shovel in the ground, here's a good time to plant in Calgary. I always get that question in the garden side, like when should I plant this? But our our season is such a typically cool short season, so um, I believe we had some fireball here. Um, did you come and just spruce it up to, to no, try and we source that? We went to another garden center because we live in the north of the okay. city. So, but we have right, plans if, if, to come down there. Yeah, if you get on the new ring road, it's actually like um, Brad lives in the far northwest, our operations manager. And he says he makes it in 25 minutes. So it's definitely a lot better. Um, the ring road has made a big difference if you come along the west side of the city. From West Hills, it's 15 minutes. I know we, we, we tested that. And... Uh, so yeah, it sure it makes a huge difference for getting around the city. So can't wait till they finish that all the way up. All right. Um, one last one. Um, we I put pure spray green on a plant that had some aphids, and it ended up dying. Um, the plant. Maybe I did something else. I think I overwater things. I'm purposeful. Yeah, that could happen. Yeah, because typically the pre spray green won't kill unless it's put on too thick, like too at the not right ratio. If it was mixed in too heavy, but for the most part, it uh, very rarely will. Because I use it on all kinds of different things. The only thing you shouldn't use it on is evergreens. Um, but other than that, you should be good to go. Okay, and I don't need to rinse that off at some point, hey? No, no, you don't have to. Um, awesome. It'll be fine. Yeah, but I still wouldn't do it in the plus 30 in the heat of the day in the full sun because it it does have a – it is an oil. Yeah, if you do it in the morning, it's fine. It's a pharmaceutical-grade mineral oil. So it it does dry and doesn't leave the same sheen as as the insecticidal soap where it leaves that magnifying glass effect on top. So, All righty. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Uh, and on the text line, we've got a, a one text because this blue spruce was so healthy, and now this spring it seems to be struggling. What's happening to it? Um, you're in lots of desiccation in the center. Lots of new growth came out. To me, it looks like it is, there's winter desiccation, um, dried out. You have grass growing right underneath. So you must be watering fairly well, I would say. But what I would do is I would remove the grass from underneath the spruce tree and put mulch underneath there. It just makes a big difference. But, man, the amount of new growth you got, it's going to recover. So, unfortunately, a lot of that deadwood, you just need to see what happens with it. But a lot of that has to get pruned out. A lot of those brown needles and that, and a lot of those will fall. It just went through a heavy um, needle drop, but my thought is that it um, it just went through some winter desiccation. It was went for a real dry period, and uh, so I would water it very well, um, fertilize 30-10-10, and hopefully that should get it going. But let's go to a Robin on the phone line. Good morning, Robin. Good morning, Robin. Nope. Oh, yeah, sorry, I already had Robin. Let's go to Rob. <laughs> Robin without the N. Yeah, good morning, good Rob. Good morning. 
Yeah, good morning. I sent you a couple of pictures of our mountain ash tree. The okay. leaves are turning yellow. It never bloomed this year. And if you look at the picture, it's full of berries from last season and some from the year before. There's cracks in the trunk at the base. We cover that with jute over the winter. We've been giving it lots of water. But any ideas? Yeah. Is there something going on with these mountain ash? Or yeah, it, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm still trying to find the picture. But from what you're describing, it's a lot of mountain ash. Oh, here we are. And yeah, so a lot of see all the damage on the bottom of the trunk. Yep. Those are from years of probably before you had that nice protective ring around it. So either mice got at it or somebody with the weed whip early on in its life mm -hmm. pruned or chewed that, and then you got a big frost crack on it. Yeah. So, yeah, and that and it's slowly just deteriorating that. So I wouldn't cover it with jute. What I would do is maybe try to um, cover that all with um, black balsam, the bark bark replacement. But it's okay. almost barking over already. And unfortunately, when it's in the main trunk, it, it's going to do a slow death here on you. Hmm. So, but we can see if we can get, like, prune out all the deadwood. Like, it looks healthy enough. It's just too bad that damage, like I said, that looks like either mice or a weed whipper when it was younger. Well, probably um, mice because they never really weed whip around it. But Yeah, I see. Yeah, you have a nice little tree well and things like that, and you have protective grit around it, which is good. But that was just a few years of or the mice one winter when it was young, chewed a ring all the way around the trunk, and yeah. and it and that just causes a girdling so, any fertilizer? Yeah, that... I, you could definitely like it, it. It needs a pruning and a good deep fertilizer. So, if and if you want to get uh, the pruned up grow there, give it a really good deep fertilizer. Or, or if you want to use this like a twenty 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 around the drip line of that, give it a few shots of that, okay. and uh, or even Rage Plus would be great for it. But it definitely needs pruning too. It has a ton of deadwood in it. So it yeah. just needs to get thinned out. You see all the dead wood and things like that. So I, I would, uh, it's struggling to get that old wood. It's struggling with that trunk damage. And so I, I would definitely look at uh, uh, pruning and then some good heavy feeding. Would it help to get up on a step ladder and try to remove as many of those old berries as yeah, possible? Yeah, it wouldn't hurt. And then like I said, when the guys go up and do the pruning, they can remove a bunch of that for you. Okay. And just shape it up a bit. It just, it just, it's in desperate need of some thinning out, a little bit of pruning, moving the dead wood, and then some good heavy feeding. Okay, and fertilizer. Is there an injectable? Uh, yeah, inject yeah. No, well, we we do that. Yeah, our, our team we have the deep root injection into the ground. Mm -hmm. um, so you could call Mark at Prune It Up, and he can give you a quote for both. Okay. Sounds Alrighty. good. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Thanks, Rob. Bye bye. Bye. All right, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Terry Kemper, who I haven't. Um, I think he's delved into the text probably pretty heavy. And I... <laughs> kind of head down in text. Today. <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> I know, tons of text this year. Oh. And... Uh, uh, we got quite a few callers, actually. We got Rob Doug. I'm going to hit this on really quickly on deadheading, though. 
Um, it's really important as your flowers are just starting to go like crazy, um, your canna lilies, any of your geraniums, your roses, petunias, it's important to remove the seed head as well. And like, especially on roses, you want to remove the hip. The only time you leave the rose hips on is when you get into the fall, into the last bloom of the season, you kind of let them go. But early on, you want to remove the rose hip, you want to remove the bloom. Um, that will encourage more blooming because you're tricking the plant. If you leave the blooms on, the plant thinks, hey, I've done my job, I've reproduced, I've created some seed, I'm good. And the blooming will slow down. So what you want to do is you want to keep deadheading. And and there's some varieties you have to do less of, but like especially like the big cannelies, your geraniums, um, any of those really prolific flowering plants, um, it does make a huge difference. And then weekly feeding, if you can feed with a 20-20-20, 15-30-15 into your pots um, once a week, um, if between half and full strength, water well first, and then fertilize once a week. You'll see a huge difference in your in your baskets and your and your pots and and all that kind of stuff. So really important and uh, and especially roses because they can bloom quick. I tell you, like a bloom can go like what the last two or three days, and then they're kind of done. So you gotta it's sort of every three or four days you go through with your yeah, with your there and, yeah a couple times a week go through with a you know, pair of um, clean snips and, yeah, get those deadheaded. Yeah, makes all the difference. It'll just keep pushing. Huge. And, yep. uh, and bring some of those blooms into the house, put them into a nice little bud vase, something like that, do some cut flowers. It's great for them. And it's good for you to enjoy. So let's go to Doug really quick. Good morning, Doug. And best of Sunday to you, boys. <laughs> yeah, um, best of Sunday to you as well. Hey, thanks. So uh, your previous caller, he must have been in my yard taking pictures of my mountain ash because same, <laughs> same thing going on here. <laughs> yeah. So I'd probably just recommend the same thing. Like they, I was just at a landscape consult with uh, Conrad, our designer. Um, he, he had a bit of a bigger project with some retaining walls, asked me to come out and have a look with them. So when in there, one mountain ash in this customer's yard was beautiful. One had been pruned a little bit with a weed whip or some bad pruning and unfortunately when you open those wounds up especially on mountain ash the prunus family they just do not survive well through that so um i might just suggest um doug that you call a prune it up mark will be very honest whether he thinks he can save it or if it just needs to go well that said um so about ten, just before 10, you had another caller with an apple tree about 30 years old, and I thought, wow, yeah. he must have been in my yard as well. Same thing. Uh, <laughs> black, sort of yeah. that moldy stuff under the branches. Yeah. But um, there was a, a pruner in my area about two months ago, so I called him over to have a look. And he basically gave the same answer you gave to your caller when he, he, uh, he said to me, well, I don't want to offend anybody. And I said, let me have it, man. I got thick skin. He yep. said, "Well, it was the uh, it was the pruning that was done prior." <laughs> yeah, and I said, "Hey, guilty as charged." Yeah, no, and I see it all the time, and unfortunately, like, it, it, you see it, and I seen someone in my neighborhood. They stunted this beautiful pear tree, and they were out pruning early, early this spring, and they stunted it, left a bunch of stumps, and now only like a quarter of it came out, and half most of it's dead, and I just. We, we can do more damage sometimes by getting out and pruning improperly. So 
Well, and this is a yeah, this is a note to all uh, amateur pruners like myself. Just just call the guys that know what they're doing. Absolutely. Um, all right, but, thanks, Doug. Oh, appreciate oh, oh, it. Merrill, so just sec, um, so actually the reason I called is a couple weeks ago. I, I actually called... I gotta I gotta go on end of the show. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Time's sure, up. Bye-bye. Thanks, sorry, Doug. All right. Garden uh, we'll get our garden on right here next week on QR Calgary.